Welcome to Mapping Healthy Minds, a podcast that poses the question, we all have mental health, how's yours? I'm your host and licensed marriage and family therapist, Justin Lewis. Mapping Healthy Minds podcast is sponsored by Compass Counseling. We all have mental health and taking care of it can't wait. You can learn more about Compass Counseling or book an appointment online at www.compasscounseling.com. Compass offers online and in-person counseling in Paducah, Henderson, and Owensboro, Kentucky. In this week's episode, Grace Stewart joins me to talk about how the coronavirus has impacted her. She gives some interesting takes from the mind of an artist. This podcast, hosting this podcast, provides me the unique opportunity to talk to all types of folks uh, and record what they say and what I say. It's always interesting to get the professional assessments of events or topics going on in the world, but it's also interesting for me to talk to thoughtful people with perspectives outside of the mental health field. And this episode today, uh, this week, falls under the second category. So please enjoy this episode with Grace Stewart, who uh, also has some artwork up in my office. Fun fact, she is really quite skilled with her drawing, painting, etc. So anyways, here is my interview with Grace. I'll tell you what's going to be weird for me is talking to people face to face. Yeah, I know. I was talking to one of my friends um, about how it was just... It's just so sad. We just want to hug everybody. So we think that at the end of this, there's going to be this period where people are just like hugging everyone they see. (laughs) That is very possible. But then like also at the same time, like doubting yourself, like, am I doing something wrong here? I'm just going to swoop in and be like, hey, um, tell me right now if you don't want this. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to opt out of this hug. Otherwise it's, it's coming for you. Yeah. I hear you. It's, it's weird. Like how our brains are getting like, or mine at least is getting trained. I was watching a TV show and people were like standing close to each other and like, like had their arm around each other or something like that. And I was like, Oh, stop. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, that's a TV show from like 20 years ago. I guess they can stand close to one another. It's going to be. Yeah, okay. I think Tommy was watching Scrubs or something. And I saw like a group of them go out to a bar or something. And I was like, oh, no, they're all going <laughs> to die. <laughs> you're all going to die. <laughs> oh, Don't man. do that. You're, you're putting everybody at risk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show the um, empathy that we send to fictional characters, huh? That's right. That's a good, that's a good point. Good insight. Good insight. That's why I wanted to have you on my show. (laughs) Well, I'm excited. I love listening to it. You're here because you are an artist. And I wanted to talk to uh, some artists about how our current situation may be impacting them. Uh, Decided I'm going to try to bring in a few uh, kind of, I don't know, outside the mental health field individuals to talk a little bit about how this may be impacting them um, from the angle of their um, particular particular uh, work or any other kind of topics that may come up. But um, you are an artist, so why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what type of art that you do? Um, I'm a lifelong learner is more how I would put it, I, my art is um, 
I like painting a lot. I'm really studying the color uh, of things recently. I'm obsessed with how light bounces and reflects off of itself. Um, I, uh, I like to do basically a little bit of everything. I'm too curious to stay in one spot for too long. As right now, um, during the COVID-19 stuff, I've started um, actually writing a book um, that I've had in the, my brain for years. I'm just kind of rolling around in there. So um, it's it's been a nice, um, refreshing break, I guess, to kind of uh, put some art forms to the back burner and pick up old loves. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Okay, so is the book, uh, you said it's kind of been in your brain for a while. Uh, what, just because you have more time is what's given you the opportunity to write now, or is it something about our current uh, state that's given you an extra in, uh, inspiration? I think it has something a little bit to, um, to do with our current state, for sure. Because I'm, it's weird for me because nothing has really changed for me except I can't really go out and see people. I'm a very extroverted person. Um, so I guess I've been creating these characters and these situations to go to and to explore while I'm here in the house. Mm. Um, it's not because um, painting, you get like a, a snapshot into your head or into the world that you're creating. Um, but writing, you can just, it's a fluid thing. You get to explore as you go. So it's kind of a way of me ex escaping the house, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, you know, like you said, as far as your day to day, <clears throat> you spend a lot of time at home anyway, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's not like you've, you've been kicked out of your workplace. So there's a little bit of uh, it's not a huge shift, but still at the same time, you can't go out and see people. So this writing a book is a way to, um, to, connect with feel people. like I have friends right next to me yeah, <laughs> all this <cool>. time yeah. <laughs> well that's a, a neat way to combat that I hadn't heard that yet so that's cool well thank you it's working um it's uh it, all of the force slowing down I think is um also helping a lot you know I, there's lots of really sad things that are happening right now because of this crisis you know people are losing their jobs people are losing their homes people are losing all sorts of things um so i don't want to pretend like this isn't a bad thing but sometimes i wonder if people sometimes need the second to reprioritize and to breathe like to slow down a little bit and to feel to realize that maybe they aren't their identity isn't wrapped up in their job or their um, their exterior lives that are so filled with consumerism. Because mm -hmm. um, I mean, I I would do that. I would go out and I would just distract myself with all sorts of things, all sorts of voices. And now it's kind of a lot quieter. You know, you have to sit here and you have to listen. So you kind of reminded me of something that you said when we were talking about uh, doing this uh, interview. You said art is a language for silence. 
Silence is where we learn to accept our chaos and learn to accept our emotions. Silence mm -hmm. is so hard to come by. Yeah, can you talk more about where that thought came from? Well, I've been doing more meditating recently and um, I'm thinking about how we're kept, we are kept so busy all the time. And um, in this culture, we're shamed for um, being, uh, for relaxing, like it's, it can be reframed as being lazy. Um, I do it all the time too. I do it to myself constantly. Like if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel like I'm uh, not being productive and productive is the first thing that you want to be in this society. And, um, and that's just unsustainable. You know, you can't just constantly grow and grow and grow and grow without breathing. You can't inhale forever without exhaling. You know? So you have to be able to take a moment, be bored, look around you, kind of take stock of, of the positive things and the negative things and do your mental house cleaning. Um, and you can't do that if you are constantly moving around. And sometimes I think like, you know, we have these, they, they say, they say that people who are in religions are actually more likely to live longer. Have you heard this? I have. Yes. So if you are a religious person, a spiritual person, you're more likely to live longer. And I think that that has something to do with our one, our community. Um, two, um, just being still, you know, prayer, you know, meditation, mm -hmm. um, whatever you do is, is, is being still and typically mm -hmm. trying to be grateful and typically, um, looking up. And so I feel like whenever people allow themselves to do that, they realize that maybe they aren't asking the correct questions. Like maybe they need to, um, just feel for a moment. And I think that's the power of art is, is if you can get someone to stop and look at it and just kind of feel it and wonder why they're feeling that and examine it for a moment in silence, then you have created this, this holy moment, whether you're religious or not, you know, you've created this, this connection point between them and whatever else is out there and so many things are so easy to distract from that right and it's, it's a it's a fearful world there's lots of fear mongering and fear um you know seeking <laughs> yeah it's definitely a large part of our society um so Kind of going backwards a little bit, you said art is a language for silence. So silence is important, mm -hmm. as, you, as you mentioned. How is art a language for that? Describe that. Most of the time, I feel like art is something that it comes from, it comes from your soul. Like, um, I believe that human beings, one of the best things about being a human being is how we have the power to create something from nothing. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, seemingly from nothing, I'm sure it's like it's like a, an emotion, a, a heart thing, where you're able, if you listen long enough, you can hear the nothing, you know. And and once you hear that, it's it's 
it's an emotion. You know, it, it's, it's something that is abstract. It's something that you can't put it into words. It's not necessarily, um, you can't speak to it with somebody. And sometimes you can't even speak to it with yourself. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's just something you have to sit with. And I think maybe the word for that is awe. You know, you sit there and you, you just feel this un- indescribable something. And I think art gives us the opportunity to put into expression something that is wordless. Um, poetry does a really good job with words. You know, po- I think sure. poetry is one of the exceptions because you, you paint a picture with your words too. You have to sometimes create um, fantastic allegory in order to be able to even ap- start to approach what you're trying to communicate sometimes that makes any sense yeah it does um and so you're able to do that because you're a painter poet and then you're kind of using your uh, you are using some words with that story novel that you're writing um i wonder if you feel like you're being able to do art is kind of a coping skill for difficult times like this do you feel like you're um like naturally equipped with a coping skill that (laughs) you know what I mean like being able to create something it it seems like something uh, somebody in my field would tell somebody who's trying to figure out how to deal with a difficult time Um, and you've got some uh, pretty advanced skills in that oh thank you (laughs) I I, I do think it's a coping mechanism like an explorative tool you know you there are so many things we don't understand and it's hard to, I don't know. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've done something like, like written a poem or like painted something or drawn something and then looked back on it and been like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I was feeling this at this point. Like it's hindsight's 2020. It, it is able to tell us a lot about ourselves when we let our subconscious kind of shine through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think you have COVID inspired paintings as well? <laughs> I don't know. I have a, a definite, um, I, I've been using most of this time to, cause my, the thing that changed for me was my sister is, is not going to work right now and she li- is living with us. So she's able to watch Moxie so I can have like a few moments here and there to like work on something. And mm. so I, I think I've been using that to try to pursue my own silence and, and meditate more. I've done a couple of paintings, but they haven't been COVID-19 inspired. They've just been like, <laughs> let's have fun with this and play around with some colors. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll change my mind next. Like, maybe I'll see something else in it later on down the road, but I don't know. Do you do any art? What's your coping mechanism? I um, have been able to really... I feel really fortunate. I guess that's really what I should say about this. Um, And I'm trying to show gratitude that most of my life hasn't been impacted. (laughs) Um, I do my work still. It's uh, on, it's a different format. It's on a computer. I don't have people coming here face to face, Um, but I'm still able to work. Um, The biggest impact I guess is that there's no sports on TV, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty minor 
um, inconvenience overall. And actually it's probably been beneficial for my, uh, attentiveness to my wife, the fact that I don't have sports on television. So really that's probably, uh, been a benefit to me overall. Yeah, I see that uh, baseball post, uh, that baseball um, calendar. Uh, I've got you. a baseball calendar back here. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, I I hate that it's affecting people the way that it is, and it may come to impact me more as we go along. But um, yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I feel really grateful for the position I'm in. So I feel like terrible to try to say anything about trying to cope as far as a yeah, personal yeah. experience, but um, anyways, yeah. yeah. It's it's tough to balance that too. Like it's so much easier to just kind of be able to talk about meditation and relaxation and how like maybe we're wrong about how all of this should be structured um, when, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not worried about losing the house or worried about, you know, feeding sure. my family or, you know, it's, it's, it's one one thing to be like silence is great, and it's another thing to be like looking into the face of chaos, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. I think that I think that we're all here at di- and looking into the face of chaos at different times, so that we can all help and, and um, relax each other whenever the time comes. Yeah, be supportive of one another. I say sports mm-hmm. is my biggest sacrifice. That's not true. Uh, it, it is hard, actually, for me to not be able to be around people. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say generally I, I would uh, identify as an introvert, but I'm like a social introvert, and I want to be social just at my own demand. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. and so um, it's been hard because there's been some, there's like routines in my life that I can't participate in, like going to some friend's house for breakfast. I would go there, coffee and breakfast at least like three times a week, probably. And I can't go to their house and I haven't been able to do that for weeks. And so just those kind of uh, social connections just feels weird uh, to not be able to do that. Um, And so I guess my means of coping with that is uh, just trying to stay connected in the formats that I can do. Um, You know, that's one positive use of social media. There are plenty of downsides to it, but we can stay connected people uh, through that and through phone calls and, um, six feet away or through a window or something like that. But, um, it's the hugs, man. Missing the hugs. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're piling up, you know, <laughs> they're piling up in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I think that you, that's true. You're, you're going to have to like, uh, you have to get like a pin or something that says, if you do not want a hug from me, you better turn around or something. Scream. Like <laughs> Run away. <laughs> Raise your hand if you do not want to be, to be hugged or something like that. Give yeah. a fair warning. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting when things slowly start to reopen and see how, how society yeah, I, goes. I wonder how, like, because I feel like so many people do feel like um, they're introverts. And maybe they aren't like, cause I felt for the longest time that I was an introvert and I'm starting to realize that I just, I really do need to be around people. You know, there's, there's the natural social anxiety that I feel like everybody probably feels at some point or another, but um, yeah. I feel like this is, this is a way that we are. I hope this will show us how much we do need each other. You know, even if we don't feel like we're connected, we really were 
you know, and we are still, you know, we, we need each other. Um, And I wonder, you know, I I think that there's like this big social, there's going to be this big social and personal, you know, for me, I guess, push to um, really try to examine the structures, mental structures, emotional structures, um, social structures, political structures that I support within my own life, you know, in my own circles. You know, I'm like, I want to create a world where everybody is able to be as silent as they want to be, you know. <laughs> sure. Um, I'd say moments of crisis is where change happens. And so mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> as we grow out of this, we'll have opportunities to see maybe some things that should be different as far as how we function and uh, how society rolls so that just in case we get into to a situation <laughs> like this again, our, our systems won't break down. But mm-hmm. um, that's for people that are more informed than me to figure out. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I keep wanting to like go into economics or you know, something like that because I like, <laughs> I'm so, cu- so curious as to why people decide that this is what, this is, this is how it has to be, you know, like uh, what other ways can we do it? You know? Yeah. I want to, you know, that's the one thing that one of the things that I love about human beings too. And, and being able to, um, you know, be silent allows us to be um, uh, visionaries. You know, we can, we can start um, p- putting things together where they may not um, have been put together before, at least by you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe, if we get more people able to rest and able to um, dream a little bit, we can actually think of um, new ways to act, new ways to become. Maybe there's more than just more than just the pain of this situation. There's also the potential growth. One thing that I do with a lot of my clients is have them identify uh, a thing or two that they can be thankful for. Mm-hmm. every day whenever I start my video session with them. And I think that's a helpful exercise really all the time, <clears throat> but particularly right now, whenever things can be feeling sort of doom and gloom, that's one way that I think we maybe can come out of this trying to, to be more grateful people. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yep. I, I was listening to this woman talk about that. Um, She's talking about how the aesthetics, you know, they, they believe that you don't, um, you shouldn't have anything, you know, like that, that, that any kind of physical tie is, is going to keep you from being enlightened. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they hurt themselves and do all that stuff, which isn't great, but, um, there's an aesthetic, <laughs> the aesthetic, um, like, um, meditation is, um, to imagine that you lose something, you know, to imagine that you, because um, you will, you know, me, we, we lose everything, you know, the change is inevitable. And the only thing that we're able to control is how we treat it now, how we treat ourselves. You know? And so um, the ascetic meditation is to imagine that you no longer have it, that it is gone. And so then when you come back and you realize that you have it still, you're more thankful for it. You know, you, you realize that everything passes away. And so everything is very sweet. You know, we're here for a certain amount of time. We don't know how long. 
and we don't know if, you know, there's going to be another virus later, like there's going to be something else that happens and there probably will. I mean, there'll be all these things that happen, but we have these, we have the ability to witness this and to witness each other and to help each other and to set values. And I think that all of that is such an exciting and, and beautiful thing. Yes, I agree with that. So for some reason, I've always been fascinated by artists. So I think that's one reason why I thought I'm going to see how artists are dealing with this. I guess my curiosity was like, are they um, making art that's related to this? Are they finding that their art is a way to um, cope with any sort of um, stress they have? going on with this and how I guess we could even go to the point of is your um, business being impacted because of this? It sounds like the, kind of the way you were saying, I guess I can just let you answer the question, but it sounded like not so much. Well, I think, I mean, it is, I mean, anytime the economy goes down, you know, people aren't buying paintings, people are <laughs> um, unable to finish paying uh, payments. And so like there are paintings in the house, you know, like and just waiting for that to, you know, loosen up a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it's just, it is affecting me. Um, I think that, I mean, I, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand people have more important things to, you know, buy than, you know, <laughs> paintings, you know? So I just think that the, maybe the biggest, the biggest way that it's affected me is that I have a, all this really critical, really critical, really high energy monster in my head most of the time where it's just constantly telling me that maybe I should just keep creating, like keep inhaling, keep inhaling, <laughs> like, <laughs> like don't stop. <laughs> you have uh -huh. to, you have to keep growing. You have to keep being better. You have to keep like, and then this is giving me the chance to be like, listen, it's no one's able to do much of anything. Like anything that you're able to do is a blessing. So it's, it's really helping me reframe and, and kind of silence that, that, critical monster in my head where it's just like right now is a really great time to just kind of like allow yourself to chill, <laughs> allow yourself yeah. to relax. I mean, you can't do anything about what's happening. So just, just maybe try to work on yourself for, for a second. I think maybe knowing that everybody is in it together also helps, you know? And I think that, I think honestly, I think that there's like this, this, human consciousness and since everybody's trapped in their houses everybody's doing something more creative like resting and feeling maybe a little bit more um i mean i see people who don't typically draw or don't typically play guitar or something doing that and i i'm energized by that too mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's like there's this this new energy that exists in the creative realm mm -hmm. right now so so would you recommend people pursue that? If, I mean, like, if it helps you relax, I suppose. You know, <laughs> Throw <laughs> the shot, I guess, right? Pursue the silence. Like, I'm sure you find silence, your silence and your place of awe, you know, in different ways. Run my you know? bicycle. Mm, yep. I love it. It's the greatest time. I'm out of my bike. I don't have my, um, any device or notifications that alert me or distract me or give me even a temptation to look at. 
because <clears throat> um, it's not all just like notifications. It's me picking it up. I'm not going to like act like I'm above being addicted to my phone. But whenever I'm on my bike, I can't look at my phone and be on my bike at the same time. So it provides that opportunity for silence slash making sure I don't get hit by a car. That's very important. <laughs> yes. That also, yes, got to keep that part of my brain up, open for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I did hear that um, they did a study on phones and even if the phone is like just you're not holding it even if it's just like next to you like on the table you have like a notable decrease in serotonin when hanging out with other people mm, like, uh, I can see that yeah you you are you're distracted waiting for something distracted. yeah you're waiting for something waiting. <laughs> waiting for a notification I think I just heard a mm -hmm. ding you did. I, I was like, I should, I should, uh, I should turn off my notifications, but we had already started. And so I didn't want to like, just be like, hold on just a second. I have to go find how to do this because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything uh, else you had on in your, on your mind that you thought would be really important to say from the perspective of um, an artist? Art can be a, a method of, of taking a break from consuming so much yeah it's not all bad i had a friend one time and he was uh, saying that um he's still my friend but <laughs> <laughs> and i have more than one for the record <laughs> in case you keep all right cool um but he he talked about the uh kind of the idea of trying to create to the point that you consume mm -hmm. i thought that was a really interesting idea of trying to add value in different ways um, mm -hmm. as much as you try to kind of like take things mm -hmm. in. I thought that was a really kind of clever mm -hmm. way to consider a way to live our life. Absolutely. And that's a, a part of a circular, you know, circular economy, circular society, circular self, you know, you having the balance, you know, trying to find how everything you do can be reused or everything you do can be, um, um, completely used up you know mm -hmm. you can and I think creating it gives us an opportunity to feel like we're putting part of ourselves out into the world too or you know out for ourselves to see however yeah. whatever whatever you need <laughs> sure well thank you so much for taking some time out of your uh, day to chat with me on the podcast it was a pleasure thank you for having me Thank you for listening to Mapping Healthy Minds. If you enjoyed this episode, then uh, check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, there you can leave us a, a review or you can give us a rating uh, and subscribe. So this helps us see, uh, this helps us to reach more listeners. And then also the best way for you to help us reach more listeners is just simply to tell your friends good old word of mouth you can also follow us on facebook and instagram if you want to know more about the topics or the people that we talk to also want you to know that mapping healthy minds podcast is sponsored by compass counseling we all have mental health and taking care of it cannot wait you can learn more about compass counseling or book an appointment online at compasscounseling.com Compass offers online counseling and in-person counseling in Paducah, Henderson, and Owensboro, Kentucky. Also, we've got a free resource for you right now. Compass is offering all of our listeners a free ebook 
Uh, it is called 10 Questions to Ask Before Starting Counseling. And you can get your copy today by going to the show notes and clicking on the link with the title. Again, thank you. Until next time, remember that we all have mental health. How's yours? <laughs>